Thanks for tuning into The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, where we bring you the latest in music news and review the latest albums. I'm Milius. And I'm Monty. And today we've got a packed schedule for you. We're going to be reviewing the new Julian Baker album and talking about some other stuff in music news recently. So what's, what's going on in the music world right now, Monty? So, Neil Young announced another new album called The Visitor. It represents yet another collaboration with his backing band, The Promise of Real, and it comes out in December of this year. Again, it's very political. He released the Monsanto years back in 2015, I believe, and he released an album last year. Um, both were incredibly agriculturally Democrat albums. Um, they were pretty okay. What do you mean by agriculturally Democrat? So, let me explain. Neil Young <laughs> likes to sort of craft albums that have a pastoral feel to them and are very rooted in country and very rooted in issues that affect farmers. Um, he has played at Farm Aid for several years, and he's very well known for donating a lot of his money to farmers and, you know, the agriculture business in general. He, Interesting. So that's what I mean by that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, in other news, indie rock slash uh, alternative country band Pine Grove released a new single yesterday uh, called Intrepid. We're going to play a sample of that right now. This is Intrepid by Pine Grove. was from Intrepid by Pine Grove. This is their first single since their last album, Cardinal, which really blew up in the alternative music scene. Uh, Pitchfork yeah. grabbed onto it. I think Anthony Fantano gave it a good review. Um, and it, it, just, it made its rounds on the internet as this kind of really surprisingly good album to come out and be pretty unique within the scene in the modern day as well. There's not a lot of really prevalent alt-country acts in the No, not scene. anymore. In the 90s, there were a ton of alt-country acts. They were sprouting out all over the place. Um, Wilco, Uncle Tuplo. All those bands, Ryan Adams, they were really, really good. Um, and then it just sort of died away. There was nothing interesting going on with the scene. And now, you know, with Pine Grove, Pine Grove is managing to create a sound which blends a lot of contemporary ideas about music together into sort of a more retro feel. I really do love Pine Grove. Yeah, I'm a big fan, a fan of Pine Grove. I uh, jumped right on Cardinal once I heard it the first time. I was like, wow, this is really good. Um, so I'm really excited to see this album come out. This single is really interesting. It's got the time changes, and it's very dynamic, I think. Oh, it it's not a just a straightforward song. song so quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, look for that in the near future, their new album. And Weezer released a new album called Pacific Daydream. It's their first since 2016 White Album, which came out in the spring, and it represents a more poppy turn for the band, not that we haven't seen that before, although it does have some pretty solid songs in it, in my opinion. Yeah, there's there's a couple of decent songs on this album. I, once again, think that Weezer has gone away from what made them good, though. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, they seem to not be able to make more than two good albums in a row. For example, Blue and Pinkerton were both fantastic. Green was okay, but, you know, what came after that? Make Believe and Maladroit, not great stuff. And then <laughs> then they came back in, was it 2014 or 15, with Everything Will Be All Right in the End. And You're just skipping over the Ratitude phase because <laughs> it's just so bad. We, we don't need to talk about Ratitude. So bad. Uh, people um, are... 
people are saying Pacific Daydream is like Ratitude 2.0, and I couldn't, I disagree entirely. I don't think it's like it at all. I don't think it's nearly as bad. I will say, like, there's some songs on this album that I do not think are very good. Like, for example, La Mancha Screwjob is not a good song. Let's play a sample of that real quick. This is from La Mancha Screwjob off of Pacific Daydream by Weezer. this song is blending uh, like pop and Mexican influence which Rivers Cuomo likes to play with for some reason in a lot of songs I um, I, I want to pop in here really quick I want to say that the song QB Blitz though um, yeah there, there's fantastic there power pop song like it's one of the best power pop songs I think Weezer's released post you know Pinkerton or Blue Album yeah and I'll say there's I think there's three songs on this album that really do stand out the first four songs in the album are just boring uh, oh, yeah. like, they're not necessarily bad but they don't stand out and Beach but Boys then you makes get, me feel terrible yeah, and you get Weekend Woman QB Blitz and Sweet Mary which I think yeah. are all pretty great songs if they were released on like an EP on their own I think it would be one of the stronger releases in oh, Weezer's catalog sure. uh, let's play a clip of QB Blitz real quick this is of course from Pacific Daydream by Weezer I'll be missing you like oxygen I love how that song progresses. It's really nice. I do too. I think this is a fantastic song. It almost sounds like it could be a, a B-side or a scrapped project from the Pinkerton era, uh-huh. um, in a sense. Um, but then, you know, it goes right off the deep end with Get Right, La Mancha Screwjob, and Any Friend of Diane's being very mediocre in typical Weezer fashion. Um, so I, I think Rivers Cuomo needs to grow up a bit and stop writing songs about girls and parties now that he's almost 50. Um, Which is crazy to think about that he's almost (laughs) 50. You know, the indie rock stars of the 90s are in their 50s now, which is insane. Yeah. Um, He's not quite 50 yet, but he's 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 getting up there. Yeah. Anyways, let's get into the main review of this episode. The new Julian Baker album, uh, Turn Out the Lights. Uh, I'm a big Julian Baker fan. Uh Uh, I first caught on to her in 2015 with her album Sprained Ankle, which came out. Was a huge fan of that album. Julian Baker, of course, uh, she's from Nashville. She's been associated. She was the singer in uh, a band named Forrester, which picked up a little bit of scene in the local, a little bit of steam in the local scene down there in Nashville. Um, it's known for very cold, very sad songs. Yeah. So Julian Baker basically prides herself on being part of a scene called slowcore, which has been around since the '90s. Red House Painters and Cat Power, um, who is really active and is, I think, Julian Baker's one of her contemporaries. Um, really, Julian Baker prides herself on making really sad but relatable lyrics and basically keeping instruments to the minimal. This isn't like she's not well known for creating lush albums. It's just her and a guitar and her, you know, vocals. And but she manages to make it work, and it sounds wonderful. I wasn't a big fan of Sprained Ankle. I didn't really care for it that much. I thought it was just part of a larger scene, and she was fading into the background of that scene. But with her new album, uh, Turn Out the Lights, I think she's taking her music in a much more progressive and much more interesting direction, and I really did like it. See, I only disagree with you because I adore Sprained Ankle. I think that album was fantastic. Um, Really interesting story behind it. She wrote the album just kind of in her free time, and then uh, I think it was the lead singer of Touche Amore heard the album. They're, of course, post-hardcore, very fast-paced, heavier music. 
Mm -hmm. Um, He picked up on the album and loved it, signed her to his record label 6131, and it got released there um, and picked up a lot of steam. Now she's collabed with Touche Amore on their most recent album, Stage 4. And I love that album a lot, especially the song Rejoice, I think really captures Julian Baker's whole, the empty feeling in a sense that she gives the very cold feeling, very sad. I'm going to play yeah. a sample of that right now just to give you a, uh, an idea of what her first album sounded like. So this is from Rejoice from Julian Baker's album Sprained Ankle. Never know what to say course was from Sprained Ankle by Julian Baker. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM and we are the Spin Room. Anyways, back to this review of the new album Turn Out the Lights. What did you think of this album, Monty? So for Turn Out the Lights, I was very, very pleasantly surprised. I expected something that was just going to feel like another indie rock album coming out in 2017 because it's been a pretty lackluster year for indie rock, especially mainline and people getting attention at this point in time. Um, but I was presented with something entirely different, and I really appreciate that. I was presented with a slowcore album that was progressive, um, had relatable and depressing lyrics, and it was sort of like um, cathartic in a way. It was very cathartic for myself because of my personal experiences this year, especially this album really, really resonated with me. Um, that said, I do feel like the middle section of this album is lacking. I'd like to see a little bit more diversity in her sound. Um but I think the sound that she has going for her right now really works. I think it's something that she's going to continue to improve on. And I was pretty impressed with this album. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I was also uh, quite impressed with this album. Um, I figured that Sprained Ankle was going to be hard to follow up, um, especially with how simple that album was. Uh-huh. But she really does add in some more ideas in this album that do take it to the next level, I think. Um, especially with the uh, the minute long intro song, um, what was that called? Over. Over, right? That leads right into appointments, which is what I. That was the one thing I really liked about the album is I'm a big fan of albums that flow together and that have a cohesive sound, and sometimes with songs that flow directly into one another. Although that's bad for singles because you can't release a song on its own per se. I mean, David Bowie did it before. Um, it really creates a more cohesive project that separates, you know, a single from an album and really draws attention to the album as a whole. And I do want to point out that Appointments was the first single from this album. Uh-huh. And she it I don't think anybody was expecting it to have this extended intro song that basically led straight into no, it. Which works um, incredibly well. And it works very well, yeah, exactly. Um and I think Appointments is definitely one of the songs that stands out on this album. Uh, one of my favorites, at least. What did you think about this song, Monty? Appointments is a 10 out of 10 song for me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I would agree. It's 10 out of 10. It's a fantastic song. The lyrics spoke directly to me. As I've said, um, the lyrics of that song spoke really... It, it was a touching song. Um, I agree. And very, I think, important in setting a mood for the album. I think the lyrics here really capture... She's always sung about the very depressive topics and very you know sad sad themes, sad lyrical concepts and such. And Appointments, uh-huh. I think, really does capture the feeling of being depressed in that sense with the lyrics. Um, 
despite there being almost a glimpse of hope in the way the song sounds yeah. at the same time. Uh, let's play a sample of that song right now. This is from Appointments off of the new Julian Baker album, Turn Out the Lights. I think if I fail again That I know you're still listening Maybe it's all gonna turn out alright And I know that it's not But I have to believe that it is That was Appointments by Julian Baker off her new album, Turn Off the Lights, which is available on Spotify. You guys should definitely go listen to it. But yeah, as I said, that song is just great. I think it's a 10 out of 10 song. It really sets the mood for the album. Moving forward, however, I really think Julian Baker doesn't do much with the next three songs that follow. Um, Turn Off the Lights is a decent song. Shadowboxing is a decent song. Sour Breath is a decent song. The next song that really stands out to me, however, is... Um, Televangelist, again, because of the lyricism on that album and this, you know, imagery she portrays in that song. It's a fantastic song. I would agree. I think that the lyrics in that song really capture what it felt like for Julian Baker growing up in uh, Tennessee in the South, very uh -huh. Christian. And Julian Baker is a very faithful woman, but she's also identifies as uh, genderqueer, I think. Um, she's part of this interesting scene, but she figures out how to. Um, blend that with her strong faith at the same time, yeah. which I think is really interesting. And I think that this song, Televangelist, captures a lot of what it must have felt like to, for her to grow up in a place with you know, TV preachers on television a lot of the time, pop-up churches, stuff like that. Yeah, and it's sort of what Sufjan Stevens does with his music because he's incredibly Christian. Also, there's rumors of him being homosexual. Um, but yet he sort of blends both those feelings together into one very cohesive project and he's become i believe the modern day bob dylan but moving back to <laughs> um julian baker um i do love how she blends these themes together as well i'll be in a much more slow way a much more cat power-esque way and it works incredibly well it gets tiresome after a while but i don't think it ever gets to the point where it feels like i don't want to be listening to it in this album whatsoever yeah i agree and i will say i think the biggest weakness of her last album sprained ankle was that there were a few songs on the album that did kind of feel like they were dragging on um i think the album was very very fantastic still um yeah. and I, I think that she manages to mostly get away from that on this album oh, I, I think agree. it's kind of the nature of the genre that she's working in that yeah that's going to happen from time to time but i do think that at least individually each song here could stand out to different listeners yeah. it's just when you put them back to back again you know it's hard to make those function cohesively but she does it here i think yeah so. she does and i do want to point out that no song goes over five minutes on this album it's incredibly well put together in that aspect although it does feel lethargic at points because that is like james said the nature of the genre that she's working in, which is slowcore you don't have any song um that extends for seven minutes like a lot of slowcore bands do at the end of the album or at the start of the album or just anywhere on the or album. anywhere on the <laughs> album per se yeah um so this is more orientated to, I think, a contemporary audience and an audience that wants to see development within songs in a five to four minute time span. I, I love to see that Julian Baker is able to break into the scene with this slowcore label attached to her. Um, I was a big fan of bands in the uh, 90s, such as uh, Chris is Weird. Yeah, Chris uh, is Low, Weird is fantastic. Stuff like that. Just the slowcore of the 90s. I am, am in love with 
that Lowe's music. fantastic. Yeah. I love Lowe. And it's really great to see. I mean, kind of like we were talking earlier about Pine Grove taking alt country and applying it in a modern context. I think Julian Baker does the same thing with slowcore in a sense. Yeah. And that she does keep it interesting. It's not just she's rehashing the same things that bands like no. Lowe and Carissa's Weird already did. She has this strong folk influence. She has even a bit of like a rock, southern rock or punk influence in some of the songs. And I'd say an emo well. influence as well. Before this album, I always associated her with the Midwest emo scene um, because she was so embedded with her, you know, her label and her ties to Touche More and such, and you know, the groups that but she, she drops with. it here. I don't think this is even close to being, you know, there was a bit of that influence on her first down, but I don't see any influence of that here. The influence might you might still see the influence in her lyrical themes oh, and for, such, yeah, but for her musically, lyrical themes. she does break away from that, yeah, which is wonderful because you like to see artists progressing. And, um, a little bit further on the note of that slow chord, that progression into a contemporary sense, um, slow chord at times feels like a very dated genre. I cannot see this album becoming dated in 20 years. And that's weird because I listened to King Cruel's new album and I completely saw how that album could be dated within, you know, 10 years even. Which I think is really, really great to see in indie music is that this, I think, is an album that isn't going to be dated. And it doesn't happen super often where you have an album that I think can transcend the time in which it was released. Like, for example, uh, Carrie and Lowell, I think, is the most recent album I've heard in this scene to be one that, you know, you can listen in 20 years and it's still going to hit just as hard. Whereas a lot of bands in the scene, like, you look at bands like Hippocampus or, like, more mainstream, you got, like, Imagine Dragons, stuff like that, and... That's going to always sound like the time it was and released. And Imagine in. Dragons is already dated if we're talking about that. They released their music back in 2015. They were super popular two years ago. And mm-hmm. now their music just sounds, you know, it's trapped in that time period. And, you know, they're still popular, but you can tell that, you know, they're still caught in this music scene that was the one of two years ago. And the they one where indie blew up and sort of yeah. became a mainstream thing. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's what happens to a lot of bands. You see bands like Mumford & Sons, you know, haven't been as active recently, despite being in insanely popular just a few years ago uh-huh. um i think that julian baker has proven here i think her first album was similar in this sense but has proven here that her music isn't going to be thought of oh that's that album that came out in 2017 it's going to be i think a classic among the genre at least i think it might be um i don't think this is the best we've seen of julian baker yet i i would agree with that i think she's definitely got more up her sleeve um I, up her sleeve yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a Def Grips lyric. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I think Julian Baker is progressing as an artist in a very unique and very strong direction. I think that her next album will be even better than this one. Of course, it may be terrible. It may not be good at all, or it may just be you know her staying on a particular sound, which I think she might do. But I feel like she has. She's young. She was born in 1995. Yeah. So she has a lot of artistic creativity still in her. She's the same age as a lot of the people listening to this show right now. (laughs) Um, I think she knows full well how to craft a great song, as proven here. I think she knows how to connect with her audience in a way that's almost cathartic for them, in a sort of an emotional release for them. And I can't wait to see what she does next. This is a good album. I hope in two years she comes back with another solid album. We'll review it here because we'll still be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I agree with you completely. Those are the exact same thoughts I had after listening to Sprained Ankle, her last album. And 
she hasn't disappointed me thus far. This album was fantastic, I think. Yeah. Um, her previous release was a seven inch that had two singles on it. That was also very interesting um, between these two albums. And I think that she, if she follows this trend, she's only going to get better. And yeah, like you were sure. saying, she's very young. She's got a very interesting scene that she's a part of, a very growing scene. And she, I think she's one of the, almost one of the pioneers, you could say, of this subgenre or sub scene of music modern that she's day, a part of. you know, 2010 slowcore. Yeah, in a sense. Um, so I'm really excited to see what she does. She's very talented. Um, if anybody has ever watched one of her live performances, that's clearly evident. Um, and she finds this way to do this all very simply at the yeah, same time. For sure. It's something you could go to a coffee house and see, but it's done in a way in, in a studio where all of that talent is brought to the forefront and she really stylizes the album in a way that makes it interesting and cohesive. And although, like I said, it does get a bit lethargic at points in the middle, this album flows well. There's no song that is outwardly bad whatsoever. The songs here are incredibly strong. And I just think that she's doing great things in music. I was thinking the other day, who are the current big stars in the scene, like mm -hmm. the indie rock scene? And I think Julian Baker is one of them. I think Julian Baker is someone who I can look back to after, you know, I'm in my 40s potentially and say that person was big when I was in college. I can agree. And I can agree. I think if I was going to give a score to this album, I'd give it probably eight and a half, maybe even a nine. But I'm going to go with an eight and a half, I think. This is a rare time when James and I share the same opinion. I wouldn't <laughs> give it a nine. Uh, I considered giving it a nine after f the first song. But I'm going to give it an 8.5. I think it sits right in the center of an 8. I think it's solid. I want to see her develop more. Um, listen to this album. Yes, for sure listen to this album. It's out now on Matador Records. You can also listen to it on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play Music, all the major streaming services. So go check it out. And that's all we have for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, once again, you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This has been Monty and Milius with The Spin Room. See you guys. Thanks.